Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel here with Joel Elkanen and Dennis Dick. On today's show, we're going to talk about the river-roaring rally we had yesterday and why by the dip just continues to work. Also, a number of retail earnings on our radar. Baidu after close yesterday, Walmart, Home Depot, Kohl's, Advanced Auto Parts this morning. So we'll get through those. Our guest is Nick Shaheen. He's the author of Create Income with Option Spreads. He joins the show at 8.35 every other Tuesday. And we'll get to your questions from our chats as well. All three of them, the chat on YouTube, the chat on premarket.benzinga.com, and the chat on Benzinga Pro. Joel, give us a quick update on the overnight session. Uh, good morning to you, Spencer. We're in the red just a little bit here uh, by six and a quarter handles, 29.41.75. Posted a new closing high for the move yesterday at 29.48. Uh, we matched our former high uh, in the move at 29.65. Snuck over there overnight, folks. There's your target on the upside, 29.76 and a quarter. Uh, that's our new area of support. Uh, you did get a little bit of a sell-off. Pre-market low, 29.30.75, falling back here to the 29.40 area. Uh, crude in the green, not by much, though, up 19 cents at 31.84. Gold up a buck 40 at 17.35.90. Silver going the opposite way, down almost a penny at 17.46. And there's old Bitcoin hanging out just under 10,000 again. Bitcoin futures up 9,785, at $9,785, up $40. Uh, let's bring in Triple D. Good morning to you, Triple D. How was your Victoria Day? Mm. Traded. Normal day for me. Just okay. uh, I don't take holidays. I don't need holidays. I'm in the trading zone right now, so no sense getting out of the trading zone by taking on a Canadian holiday. I'll take my holiday next week when the U.S. markets are closed. So no holiday for me, and I'm wound up again this morning. You are wound up, and I'm, I'm going to try and calm already. you down. I'm going to try and calm you down. I, I am calm to a certain extent, but I'll get wound up by the end of the show. Don't worry. But, uh, don't worry. You, you'll get some energy here. Bottom line, I'm going to tell you the strategy 
that has worked for the last decade, but has not worked better than it is working right now. And what is it, Joel? Buy the dip. Buy the dip. Blindly buying the dip just continues to work. And my biggest flaw, I've been saying, buy the dip and sell the rip. Buy the dip and sell the rip. Buy the dip and sell the rip. I've been saying this for a month. I sold the rip. I sold the rip back in the long-term portfolio. We know I sold a bunch of stocks. I started to get spooked again back on like May the 10th, right before we sold, right around here, like 293 spy. And then I watched the market fall for three day, straight days, and I got spooked. And I was like, I'm not going to jump back in and buy the dip on all these stocks that I sold. Wrong. Buy the, sell the dip and, or buy the dip and sell the rip. Buy the dip and sell the rip. So if you're going to sell the rip, you got to buy the dip. And obviously, I did not buy the dip. I bought two stocks, but not enough because I sold like 10 stocks back um, when we go back to the 8th or 9th. And they're all back higher now. So obviously, I should have uh, just rebought all those stocks that I sold. So you know what? I'm starting to think about this market. And I'm just wondering if you just shouldn't trade your long-term portfolio anyways. Every time the market rallies 5 6%, you sell stock. Every time it falls back, you buy stocks. You just play it that way. I mean, that's how I do my trading account. It works. So I should be doing the long-term investment portfolio that way too. Thoughts, concerns? What do you think? Uh, I think that you're getting a little bit worked up this morning. I think no, that I'm just making, that, I'm just making what, an observation. No, I know, I know. I just don't think that this is an area to be buying, and it's not a dip; it's a rip, right? And so you're right. This is a rip. I think that we have reached the top of a trading range here. Yes. And I, I kind of, I, I kind, you know, that was quick, man. That Thursday low to this. I mean, that 200 points. I mean, that just, you had to be, an, you know, you had to be aggressive on Thursday, aggressive on Friday, hold it over the weekend, right? You never know what can happen over the weekend. You had to be aggressive on the open. So th there's a clear area of resistance here. And if we clear that area of resistance today and tomorrow, not just one day, then it will be a new trading range or expand the top of the trading range. So I'm, you know, I, you know, we're at the top of the trading range that's been established since we made the low. So if you're looking to buy the dip, we need a little bit of dip this area. Yeah, but I think I, this and I'm not terrific. coming in here, Joel, and I saying on the spy this morning to buy the dip. There is no dip here. It's down 77 cents. This is not <laughs> a significant it. dip. What I'm looking at is Home Depot. Okay. And I'm looking Let's... at that stock. And here is what is happening. People, you know, want to know why don't we sell off? You know, and I, I got a great Twitter question yesterday exa asking exactly this, and I'll just read it to you. It's from GF Markenstein, and he says, tomorrow morning, he says this to me, tomorrow morning, can you talk about what you think will start the reality, where they start the sell-off? I just can't buy stupidity, but I guess that just means I'm stupid, not making money, but, you know, but, you know and then, you know, he's just talking about different stocks. He says, thanks for glue, because glue was one that worked out. It, GF Markenstein, I'm right with you here, and I'll tell you, the best strategy has been the easiest, you know, just blindly, blind stupidity, just buying the dip. That works. It's worked. Why does it continue to work? Why? Because there's too many money managers, even like myself, that were spooked about this whole thing. We watched March sell off, go down, market go down 35% three weeks. It rallied back a little bit, and then we're like, thank God, let's get out of some stocks. And they're all too underinvested. And every time we get a dip, they're putting more money to work because they're way too underinvested and they know it. And obviously, you know, you've got mandates and you've got, you know, you want to be competitive with, you know, your, 
with your other money managers. So if you're underinvested, the market's going up, you're going to end up losing your job. So there's panic buying on every dip. We saw it this morning here in Home Depot once again. This is the way I, I started to rebuild my portfolio through the earnings season. I told you how I was going to do it. I started to do it. I, I maybe have screwed up because I've sold a lot of my, those stocks that I bought, which I shouldn't have done. Um, but you, you get the dip on the earnings. The Home Depot earnings was not good. Doesn't matter because Home Depot is a loved company and you know their own likelihood. There's money managers out there that are like, oh, here's a stock that I can rebuy at prices from a week and a half ago. I better take this opportunity to do it. So Home Depot reports earnings. Spencer, give us those numbers quickly. I'll bring Spencer in here in the middle of my rant. Yeah, the Q1 EPS, $2.08 versus a $2.26 estimate. Uh, part of that was uh, the result of a 60 uh, cent per share uh, expense to support employees. Uh, sales was fine, though, $28.3 billion versus a $27.2 billion estimate. Uh, so sales beat the estimate, and they were up. Uh, comps were up 6% on a year-over-year basis. So good good sales, good earnings, but the, okay. the or, or, or good revenue, but the earnings were light. It was okay. They nailed the stock, though, on the numbers because the algo is just read 208 versus 226 and equals sell, sell, sell. And they came in. It went down to 200. Look at this pre-market chart. 232 bucks. I looked at <laughs> it when it was down eight, and I was like, after the fact, Jack, and I was like, I should just buy it because you know what? Probably going to go green. Probably going to come back. Maybe not today, but within a couple of days, we'll get all the losses back because Home Depot is just a loved stock, and everybody wants to own it. So you get the loved stocks, and that's what the difference. You know, don't go – I'm not saying buy dips on stocks that are in trouble, companies that are in trouble. J.C. Penney's going bankrupt. I'm not saying buy the dip on some of these, although it's worked there too in some of these <laughs> stocks. But find good companies that you know the market loves, and when they dip, yes, strike. And, I mean, that has worked again and again and again and again. It has worked for years, but it is working right now like clockwork because there are too many money managers – who were too bearish in March, and obviously they didn't. They sold some stocks, and now they're scrambling to get them back, including myself. And they're using every dip and any stock that you know is in, a stock that is loved to come in and buy. That's why we keep going higher. All right, uh, the Home Depot. Uh, it dipped at two thirty-two, and um, if you were quick. And you were looking at Friday's low of 32.70, and you just stuck your neck out there. And you know, Dennis, when he does, when he's talking about these things, he's just not randomly throwing bids up. Dave, he looks at a level. He try to see a daily level, or I don't even know if it matters. Maybe it's just <laughs> randomly. I usually like to use levels, but in this case, Home Depot down 10 bucks, probably going to come back. <laughs> so, Sorry. but you kind of like to see it. No, that's okay. So you hit 32.70 and uh, you got a nice bounce. And I always like to see where the bounce is, where it takes you to. The bounce takes you to 43 even. That's been the high of the rebound. You backed off that. And then let's just see what the close from yesterday was. 45.35, gap fill, 44.04. So I'd be looking at that area. Uh, as resistance, all-time high yesterday by over six bucks. That's a really juicy mark. So if you get into that zone, I'd identify that as a sell zone. If they can't get it into 244 handle pretty quickly, then you're gonna, you know, you might peel back and roll over. But after that kind of dip, I think a lot of people will be looking at a gap fill or at least to sell the close from yesterday. I don't see this 
going all the way back green here today. So, so Dennis, my question for you now is, would you come in and buy the dip in stocks that dip yesterday, like Wayfair, Peloton, Etsy, yes. Chegg, Teladoc? Yeah, yeah. one thing to consider, yes. You know what? And it was rotation station yesterday. If you were in stocks and you were hiding in that COVID index of Kramer's, and, you know, the COVID index, not knocking Kramer, that's been a really good index for, you know, the last few weeks. That trade came off yesterday. But it, we may not be out of the woods. China's going back into lockdown. I do think that the reopening is not going to go that well. So some of these stocks on the dips could be opportunities. Now, do you want to strike on day one? When In some of these stocks, the dip relative to where they've gone isn't that big. I mean, in the case of Wayfair, we saw that stock rally from $23 in the middle of March to 197 You're talking about a stock that went up, I don't even know how to do that math. What is that, 700%? Went up six or 700% a month and a half. So when it pulls back a little bit here, is that really a dip? And maybe, but where you strike, it's in the middle of a gap. It's hard to you know, just say, okay, well, it's got to go right back up to 187. I mean, that one's extreme. Peloton, same story. Would I like Peloton back in the 30s? Yes. Am I buying Peloton today at 45? I, I don't know. I mean, you got to find, a, Joel, what he just said before, maybe in some of these cases, you got to find a level. So find something, you know, where you think, okay, but I think you're onto the right track. I think the stocks, COVID index, that really got slammed hard yesterday. I mean, Shopify was down 30 bucks. So I think those stocks could turn around. Upwork, another one that I had, I sold it. I, I sold it up in the 13 handle. It's back in the 12 handle. Gets back down to 10, 11 bucks. I don't know if it's going that far. I, I'd be all over it. Am I going to jump in a little earlier than that? Maybe. But I think you're on the right track. It's a little tricky on some of these flyers because they've flown so high. It's an interesting divergence. It's interesting yep. divergence. It was all it is is money rotating. So money's not coming out of the market. Money wasn't really going in. There wasn't a. There's a lot of money going to the market. So don't kid yourself. The market was up huge, but there was also money rotating around, and there was a lot of money that's been hiding in the gaming stocks. Those were all down. Um, there was a lot of money. We've been talking about all these stocks, all the hiding places. I own a bunch of these stocks, so. You know, actually, you know, I, I probably, if I look at my long-term portfolio, it didn't do as well as the market yesterday because I don't own LUV and I don't own Boeing. Um, you know, maybe, you know, you're happy if you did yesterday, like that day trader guy who was on CNBC. What's his name? The guy that did the, uh, the sports betting? Uh, Dave Portnoy? Yeah. So anyways, yeah. he was kicking butt because he was long all these garbage stocks and they all came back. If you were along the trash, you killed it yesterday. I'm not long the trash my long-term portfolio. I don't want my portfolio built on stocks that I don't know if they're going to survive or not. So, but they were good yesterday. They had huge, those are the ones that are going to go up the most. When we have vaccine news, those are the ones that are going to go up the most because those are the ones most at risk for not surviving. So you get vaccine, nothing's better for them. So you've got to just look at the relationships, look at the rotation. It was a little bit obvious that they're going to hit a stock like Peloton yesterday, simply because vaccine news means that maybe we're going to get out of this sooner than later meaning everybody might not just be staying in their homes forever, meaning they can actually maybe go back to the gym. Planet Fitness, ripping higher yesterday. Peloton, opposite, going the other way. So you got to understand those relationships. Just because the market's up doesn't mean your stock's going to be up. You got to know how it's related. And if it's a lockdown stock or it's stock that's related to the virus, like we've been talking about these, it probably didn't perform that well yesterday. 
All right, another one, I guess I don't know if you would, you probably wouldn't call this a dip, but it is off the highs. Would you buy Moderna here? It is off the highs because they did an offering. They did what biotech companies do. They uh, ripped higher, and then they announced a stock offering, a 17.6 million share yeah. offering of common stock at $76 per share. So they'll raise around $1.25 billion. The easy money was in that yesterday. And the reason I'm saying that is because it ripped just silliness. I think it got up to $92 in the pre-market. It just got silly because eight people, because eight people developed some antibodies. I mean, and it's in like phase one. We were talking about that, you know, it was just ridiculous. And it was pretty ridiculous of the market, right? but that's what the market was wants any good news. Market finds good news and rips it higher. So it was way overdone yesterday. And the offering should not surprise anyone. I'm going to give you a tip. This would be in page 11. Jason Rask, if you're listening, page 11 of my book that maybe Jason's going to write. But what you've got to do, when biotechs, smaller biotech companies have a positive result from a trial, usually within a couple days, and you got to look at their cash situation, but if it's not that great, within a couple days, they'll do an offering because they've got to raise money to fund the next round of trials. So it shouldn't be surprising to anyone that Moderna would do an offering after a successful trial. So if you're chasing these stocks up, what happens? The offering comes in, the stocks come back in. It often gives you a chance. We've talked about this yesterday with our guest, Kevin, about these things being floors. They priced this. I believe we already have a pricing on Moderna. I think it's 76, is it not? Uh, 74. Oh, is it 74? No, I'm sorry. I thought no, I said, no, no, I thought no, I you're, no, no, you're right. You're so right. It's trading below you're it. right. No, no, 76, 76. It's trading below it in the pre-market. And if it filled the gap down to low 70s, I'd maybe take a flyer on it. Again, this is a stock, though, that this dip is not that significant when you think about where it was. Middle of March, this was 19 bucks. Now you're talking about a stock that's 74. So is it really a dip in that context? Not that big of a dip. So you got to be careful with just randomly coming in and buying any stock on a dip because some of these have really went. I like the Moderna story. I hope the vaccine works. There's going to be a lot of other companies. I'm looking more at Sanofi and it's up here this morning. I talked about it yesterday when I was trading the 46 handle. I did not get it. I sold the stock up at 49 and a half because I thought it had run too far. Again, just buying dips and selling rips. And you know, a dip back after that, I haven't rebought it. It's obviously lower than I bought it. I'd love to get this down in the 44, 45 area. I don't know if I'm gonna get that or not. GSK could be another one too that I kind of like looking at these potential. You know, there's gonna be a lot of different vaccines. Maybe Moderna's is gonna be, maybe there's gonna be multiple companies that come out with successful vaccines. Do I need to chase the one that's the high flyer and then get burned on it? I think there's safer plays. I, and, and it depends what you want. You want to get rich fast, Moderna's going to be one that goes further, potentially. Sanofi's a, a safer play. It's not going to move around as much. It's not as important. It's a that. huge pharmaceutical yep. company. So I like safe. I'm at the point in my life where I'm more about protecting wealth than building wealth. If you're 25 years old and you're trying to build fast, if you're like Spencer Israel, you're a young guy, <laughs> maybe you're a different story. Me and Joel are older. No. We're both We're protecting old guys. To a yeah, extent. yeah. I'll take flyers, though. Moderna pulls back and fills that gap interesting and so let's just say it just gets silly today and you know the, the people who buy yesterday are just panic sell and it fills the gap down down to like 68 bucks i'd maybe be a buyer there as a trade so i don't know if you're gonna get a gap fill i tend to think you won't if it did happen i'd be a buyer 
Ah, uh, that's just a tough. That's just a super tough, tough stock. It's tough super stock. tough competition. You know, if something like that, if you buy a, you know, a, a, you know, a small amount on a flyer and you, and you forget about it, I mean, it's almost it's so impossible to predict. You know where it's going. I mean, it got to ninety four in the pre market yesterday, right? So you see oh, ninety four. It pulls back to 87, you know, so in my heart, I know that, wow, man, some people are jammed up there between 87 and 94, but you didn't even get it, you know, you didn't even get a shot at that. So it's just, I, I just want to, you know, illustrate the point of, you know, using your pre-market levels, your highs and lows, not necessarily as targets, but just to figure out where people are jammed because they're, oh, I'm buying this at 90, I'm buying this at 91, I'm buying it at 92, yeah. you know why? Because I know it's going to 100. It's going to 100 today. And well, no, and then it Goldman goosed it right with their yeah. uh, price target raise. Um, you know, tough stocks, uh, way above my pay grade here. I'm um, trading stocks like that, but uh, we do have some retail earnings. Just before here. one more point, I just sure. want to make go, on go, that. Go. The one problem with buying stocks, you know, like Gilead when they're ripping ten points higher, is you're buying those other people's profits, and people are sitting on day trading profits, and they want to take them. And they will. And just like me on Gilead, I was selling it that morning into the rip. That's what you do. You're buying ahead of the time and you're selling it on the news. And this is just the market where we've ripped higher. And look at how many yo-yos, you know, in individual stocks, but on the market itself. You know, here we go. We're, you know, we're, no, we pull it back. We pull the rug out from under it. I mean, just the same thing. Just the blindly, you know, buying that rip yesterday is the exact wrong thing to do. You want to Buy the dip and sell the rip, not buy the rip. Buy the rip is an equation to lose money in these markets. There's a time and place to buy the rip. Sometimes when things are just going, if you're quick, you can bounce in something. You know, if you see a good headline, sometimes on a headline, you know, I'll see a stock and I'm like, oh, it's ripping up 50 cents. You know, it's just ripping up a buck. And then you can see, oh, that's a big headline. That could be worth three or four bucks. So then, you know, maybe I'll chase it a bit. But you're chasing stocks up 20 bucks. 25 bucks on a headline that eight people had a successful trial. That's a recipe to lose money. And the people who bought yesterday are down 18 points right now. If you bought it that high yesterday. So not good news. Yeah. You're better. You're better at those high flyers. And I, I, but and again, I'm usually on the other side of them. I'm looking <laughs> for a spot. Where could I fade this? You know, maybe there's a level. Where can I fade this? Am I buying Walmart up five bucks a day on earnings that you know are going to be good? I mean, Maybe it continues, but you know, I'm, I'm, it's impressive that it's up. We knew the Walmart numbers were going to be good, but it's starting to leak already. And where does it go to? It goes right up to the highs of the move, the highs of the old move, and starts to fail there. So again, Joel's levels, you know, where he's taught me levels for years, you know, just simple technical analysis. Where has it stalled out before? 133. Where does Walmart get to in the pre-market and start to stall out? 133. Uh, Not rocket science. Uh, just uh, one thing of importance too. Just talking about the the Gilead, and I know uh, we we were on the horn with you when uh, when you sold that thing a few different times because I think it was during the pre market. Yeah. And and one thing about the Gilead, and I just kept on noticing it is that it really faded off those headlines like every time. I think the original time that it came out, I remember it almost printed ninety, and the, and then like during the regular session. Boom, three day, you know, it, it what did it print in a regular session that day? It printed eighty-five seventy-nine. And then uh three days later it was back under seventy-nine. It happened again. They sold it 
and hang on there for one day. Next day, you're back History under 78. Though. Then the last time you got the same news, it popped again. You could barely get over 80. So yeah. just a little just a little clue on that. But uh, let's just don't the go to The history just repeats itself. You know, that's something you've got to consider as a trader. You look at evidence. What has it done here before? Because what it's done there before, it might do that again. I mean, the Gilead, obviously, I, you know, I never get stocks that perfect. I played that pretty, I think I played it more than even the range because I was trading in the pre-market and after hours in you some did. of these. But, you know, you get them right. And then I didn't rebuy it. So, you know, I said, oh, if it gets back down to 77, 78, maybe I'll take another flyer. But I was like the third, I did it three times. And I'm like, you know what? There's so much good news priced into this thing already um, that I just didn't see. Even if, you know, they came out with good news on it again, I'm like, are they really going to rally it like that again? So that's why I've, I stayed away from it. I think it gets back down into the six. If it, if it gets back down, and I mean, it's $73 there now. So at a certain point, I'll start to get interesting again. It gets back in, down in the 66, 67, 68 area. I will probably rebuy Gilead because at that point in time, you now have no Redesivere priced into it at all. You're just back to the company's fundamentals. It's a big biotech company um, with, you know, it's obviously always had the growth issue, but the valuation's always been attractive. I've made money a lot of times buying in the 60s. I would do it again if it gets down there. So we're not that far away. Another four or five points, I'd be interested in Gilead again. And every time you say that about uh, Gilead, you go once, twice, three times. I, I think of a song, and I want you to name the, the artist. Okay. It's once, You're gonna twice. You're going to sing for us? Well, I'm sorry? You're going to sing for us? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. But it, I'll give you the name of the song, and you should be able to get it. You should all be right. able to get the song. Spencer will be all over it. I don't know. This might be a little ahead of his time. Uh oh, it's from the thirties. It's from Joel's Once, childhood in the nineteen thirties. No, it's it's not thirties. <laughs> and the chat's gonna be all over this. All right. Once, all right. twice, three times a lady. I should know that. I know I know what's what's the song? I know I know the lines. Oh, I'm terrible. Spencer, no, you know what? We're not looking at the chat. Do you know what? No, but I'm about to Google it. <laughs> I, don't know. I, don't know. I know the line, but I don't know where it's from. You have to sing it for me a little bit. Maybe I get it. You, got, it. you, you don't want me to sing. Uh, Joel won't sing for us. Here, uh, it, is, is that the Commodores? Yeah. All right. Yep. That, that wasn't me. That was from Bull for Trading in the chat. What, yep. what is, uh, <laughs> what's the song? Once, twice, three times, lady. Oh, that's uh, the name of the song. That's the name of the song. Oh. And, I've heard that uh, line It's the before, Commodores. I the Commodores. Even... And uh, Lionel Richie was on a song. Name, and this is just really off the stupid trivia. Name their other big hit song from uh, around that time. What time was that, the Commodores? It's like 70s. 70s? Well, there's a lot of big songs. It's a same. really from good song. From the Commodores? Song. Yeah, from the Commodores. I don't know them. Come on. You still yeah, probably I was, I, I was zero years old in the 70s. Brick House. She's a brick. That, that one we all know. House. That's a good song. See, I sing for you. Bad, bad. <laughs> this market is a brick there. house. We're probably this market, That's a good segue. That could be the name of the title today. Brick house. This market is a brick house. It finds a silver lining, and you know, <laughs> you think about the three little pigs that built their house, and the first one built it out of straw, and the next one built it out of whatever the hell it built it out of, and the third Sticks. one built it out of bricks. Sticks. And the Dennis. wolf couldn't blur all over that third house. You think about this market, it is built by the Fed, and the Fed is the brick <laughs> oh house. Oh, my God. And it, the wolf has been trying to blow over this brick house here for a oh, long geez. time, but the Fed just keeps slapping mortar on those bricks, 
And this market is a brick house built by the. Oh, staff. no, we are really. Spencer, rein us in. This is what we pay you. All right, for. I'm trying you to get to Walmart. Talk like Walmart this. earnings. Walmart earnings. They're, they're yes. out with earnings they this morning. They were good? They were Shocker. They were good. Uh, adjusted EPS. Shocking. So, yeah, earnings and revenue both grew on a year over year basis, and they both beat the estimate there. So, adjusted EPS, a buck 18 beat by a penny. Sales, 134.6 versus $130 billion. So, like I said, a beat and a beat for the Q1 earnings and sales numbers. Uh, comps up 10% in the US, e commerce sales up 74%. They also hired, this is crazy to me, they hired 235,000 new hourly workers last quarter. That is insane. In, in a pandemic, that's, that's insane. We knew Walmart numbers were going to be good. And I made the grave error last night. Of, this was up two bucks ahead of the report. I was like, you know what? I'm going to short a little bit here because the numbers are going to be good, but they know it's going to be good. So maybe the stock will actually go down on good numbers. Nope, nope. The numbers are good. We're just going to rally it because this is the way this market works. The market sells off stocks on bad numbers, but then rebuys them. And then the good numbers, it just buys them. So either way, heads the market wins, tail, hair, heads the bulls win, tails the bulls win. They win the case of Walmart. I had to cover my short here this morning. Maybe I should hold because it's come back in, but I've already covered. Um, I, I thought up two bucks. I was like, maybe. Um, I, it was a small position, so I didn't lose very much money. But in any regard here, sometimes I do lose money on these things if I get a bigger size. But I didn't have the guts. I knew the numbers were going to be good. You kind of knew they were going to be good. I took a flyer that maybe they'll sell them off on bad, uh, on you know, sell off on good news. Not the case. Walmart's good news. They're buying the stock. I mean, too. even if you like, you're looking. It made a, a trio of highs, like one right around one thirty three. The actual high one thirty three thirty eight. That's safe for now, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if you would have been, you know, even if you would have just taken it at that level, you would have had to take in some heat because uh, it went to one thirty three ninety one. So you probably, you probably, you probably had some people wanting to exit the stock at one thirty three. We let, they let it get up and then they whacked it down. And then everyone is like, ah, oh, I got my 134 out there. And they're like, oh, I'm not going to get my 134. And they started whacking it too. So, um, you know, the, the sellers converged up there at that area. Kind of tough. I mean, I've seen Mark. I'll just tell you one thing. I've seen Mark uh, Walmart do some nasty reversals on earnings day. So yeah, I'm not buying it up here. Yeah, yeah. I, I that, you know, Although I, I did, I covered my shorts, so <laughs> I covered it right <laughs> after the report a few minutes after. I try. I actually, you know what, and the numbers hit, and then I got scrambling around, and I actually, I didn't cover this wall at all, but any in any regard here, I'm covered now. I took a flyer, thought it might sell off in the news, didn't, so no wrong. Big deal. No big deal. My mistake, uh, shorting, it, it, shorting a stock. Dennis, you are so <laughs> – the, the sell the rip is so ingrained in your mentality that you need to, like, untrain – you need to unlearn what you have learned. Well, right? well, the sell the rip works, though. The sell the rip would work in this case, too. So it's the buy the dip. It's just – you know what I have to unlearn is everything I've learned through, you know, my fundamental analysis. You know, you just can't think of it like that. You've got to just think of it simply. This market is trading very simply. And the simple thought is there's just money on the sidelines that wants to come back to work. That's why every time we pull back, it comes back in. Think about this. Everybody's been stuck at home. What are they doing? I mean, there's a, a bazillion people probably it. trading now. So, you know, there's more people that are like you know, looking at the stock market and saying, this is how I can make money. I'll just buy stocks. 
You know, I'll make money. I lost my job, but I'll be a day trader and I'll buy stocks. I think this all, you know, we, but, you know, Peter Schiff's been calling for the demise of this for two decades. So, you know, to just keep calling for the end of the world here, you know, it isn't that easy. I mean, it looked like in March that, hey, this might all come to roost. And, you know, maybe we are going to go in a second financial crisis and it's going to get ugly. I still think it's potentially on the table. But as of right now, you can't be trading it that way. You've got to go with what is working. And what is working is just the fade trade. Again, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Dennis. Yeah. But uh, Spencer and I have been looking at a major resistance number. And, and, uh, and we, we, might, we might breach it today. Spencer, you know what number I'm talking about? Spencer, are you there? Sorry, I was unmute and then I muted myself. Uh, we're knocking on the door of a thousand concurrent views right now uh, yes. on, on the YouTube. So we're yes. just about at, at 1,000 live. We, so we typically get um, around 2,000 viewers a day on this show. But People that's, come and go. People come and go and they, they watch after the fact. And that's not even including the podcast. But in the moment live, we, we typically top out at around nine to 950. So we don't we're, usually go over a thousand. Like there's a thousand huge resistance, right Dennis. Yeah, Dennis, we're not, he's like, knocking on the door. There, there's, it's got to be like a six toplet top there. And we're at 995. <laughs> we keep bumping up against a thousand uh, concurrent viewers you. and then we sell off again. And then I go on one of these rants and then everybody turns it off and we go down to yeah, 800. Then we go down to 940. <laughs> it's my and fault. Then, like, everyone goes and uh, cooks breakfast. Uh, but if you guys maybe just go in your house, if you have other devices, could you go uh, sign on the show, like on another or, device? Or, 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 <laughs> or, or wait, here's the, you, the numbers higher. Wait, well this, well, well, this is easier. If you just like the video, then it'll show the YouTube algorithm that we're alive and that we exist. And then liking the video will do magic Give things. More viewers. Do magic things to the algo and and get us more viewers. So just liking the video, that's all you have to do. It's really, it's, it's that simple. You don't have to go to more devices, just like the video. Yeah, let's get YouTube. those, oh, 990 You don't have to like me, you just have to like the video. You don't have to like Dennis or Joel or me. Just <laughs> like 1,000, we just hit 1,000. We just hit 1,000. We just hit 1,000 right dang, dang, there. Dang. Bring out oh. your pre-market concurrent 1,000 hat right now. There's a oh, lot man. of people out I, there. Way to go, chat. I'm offered. I'm offered it. I'm still offered it. We can't just the 1,500 calls. I'm still offered it 1,000. So all you high freaks can take me out and sell. Oh, oh, four. I'm still at 1,000. I'm going to be there. All right. I'm going to stay at 1,000. <laughs> I'm bringing I us back care. to reality. I'm bringing us back to reality. I'm, I'm, I'm unloading my position. I'm Joel's gonna... selling into it. He just talked it up and he just talked up the viewers. Now he's selling the viewers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I'm bringing it back to the markets here. Joel, bring we, us we, back. Joel, we, we really should do a horse racing show and just get you on a horse race and just call the horse race. Cause that Joel be... wants to turn pre-market prep into a horse race. That, 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 that is a horse fun. race. That would be funny. Yeah. Everything yeah, is a open. horse race to Joel. You have that, that, you know, the quarter pole, the half mile, the three quarters, and then down the stretch is the last, is that. That's when I come in, down the stretch. No, that's, no, that's a 340 show, which we keep you off. Oh, okay. I'm not allowed. All right. I'm bringing on our guest. Nick Shaheen is the author of Create Income with Option Spreads, also runs sellspreads.com. Nick, good morning. Good morning. I'll name my horse uh, NVIDIA. So, <laughs> so they compete with the, uh, the dog, uh, the dog, <laughs> yeah, the dog, Nick, what's going on here? Are you just buying stocks? left, What right, the hell center? is going is on? Is this your fault? <laughs> we just keep going higher and higher and higher. I thought uh, I was going to get my Shopify back in the 500s. Now it's $744 yeah. and I'm looking, yeah. looking 
oh, it's a 30-point dip yesterday. Maybe I should demo my toes back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You blinked and you missed it. it's going to 1,000. Yeah. Probably. Well, the market is bifurcated and it's sentiment. You know, everybody cheers a 6% rally in the small caps. But to me, that just brings volatility back. Um, you know, plus 6% is just as bad as minus 6%, in my opinion, from that perspective. So you don't want, cal- you want calmer markets for the bulls to do their work. You don't want these massive blips. But technically, there is reason. And, you know, there are some uh, harmonic traders out there that are expecting uh, big spikes. And I've seen it. Um, I've always said that in the last few weeks that we are either going to get a new all-time high or we're going to retest and breach the lows. And it will probably come on some headline. We don't know. But going into the elections, the game is rigged. So it's hard to short with conviction. Uh, You just have to be realistic and uh, like a sniper. You have to trade something specific and not the market, so to speak, because you'll get... um, You'll face challenges, I think. The game is rigged. You're referring to our friend uh, Powell, who was on 60 Minutes. Is that what you're referring to? Well, that's part of it. Um, is this his going thing now, that he goes on TV every couple of months in order to goose goose Pump goose? the market? You Maybe. Know, did he, I didn't watch it. Did he mention I didn't either. His, did he mention inflation at any point in time? He's saying we can do this for as long as the market needs us. That's bullcrap. He can't. If inflation shows up in the CPI, which so far it can't, but this is a new ball game with 23 million out of work, maybe 30 million out of work. This is different. Um, if those people are not going back to work because of the fake money that's coming into the, the real money that's coming in from nothing from the government, then um, wage inflation is going to show up. If you remember in February 2018, that was the crash, the first crash. It, it was a hot jobs number that said, oh, wage inflation. Oh, the TNX went up to 3%. Art cashing goes out. The world's going to end at 3%. And then it ended for a couple of months until the next wage inflation that brought it up to almost 325. And so, no, the baseline is the Fed does not have unlimited bullets. It does if it wants to, but not if inflation shows up because that's one of their mandates. They have to get jobs done, but they also have to keep wage inflation in check. So it will show up. I guarantee you that there's no way when they're saying, tri- what's above trillion? A quadrillion. So we need to practice saying quadrillion because they're beyond billions now. Now trillions are like, hey, trillion here, trillion there. And let's get ready for quadrillion because that's what comes next. But if inflation shows up, won't they just like readjust the index and take out what's inflationary like they have in the past? <laughs> so it doesn't I, look like we have inflation. Not, I don't think so. I mean, they can't defy gravity here. Gold is up for a reason. Bitcoin is up for a reason. Let's talk gold. And, Those are, and, and, I'm long gold. Yeah, I'm long, um, I'm long long term, and I'm range bound short term. So I was long short term. I booked the profits, and I reset in the range bound, kind of like an iron condor on the GLD. So um, I I do like gold because it's not controlled by the government as far as prices and cash is getting decimated. So the idea is that something's got a something that has to hold value for the long term, and it, it's not money. They killed money. Money means nothing right now. Trillion this, trillion that every day. That's yeah. just, um, it's insane. So I, I do like gold long term. Um, I kind of like it too here. I haven't yeah. liked gold. I've never been a gold bug here, but I kind of like it here too. I mean, we had a little bit of a pullback yesterday in the GLD. I it's on like, a breakout. I, I get talked into this here. <laughs> it's on a breakout from around 148, the yeah. GLD. Yeah. And it, it's a long-term breakout, which should challenge the all-time high. 
Now, what is the all-time high in gold? In GLD, it was like 186, 185, something like that. Where were we before the GLD was in existence? Were we ever higher than that, Joel? If we go back, did like we get gold to 3,000? Oh, That's no, what? no. I, I, I don't think gold think, never, don't broke, think so. th- 2000. never 2000. broke 2,000. It never yeah. broke 2,000. I know it was a whole number. I'm looking, yeah. at the, I'm looking at the GC, and it's 1920-something high. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's different on every platform. 2011? Yeah. Because of the, uh, yeah, because of the rolling contracts. So it's, yeah, I see two, I see, in September of 2011, I see 2076, but you have the rolling contract factors. So yeah. um, let's call it 2000 for round. Yeah, what the hell? Sure, sounds yeah. good. Yeah, so that's a good so if you, if you look on a monthly chart, um, there are some doji candles like around 1600 in the GC. Big doji meaning a small. Can you talk? What explain doji because we have a lot of new listeners. Okay. You've explained it before, but it's been like at least a year since you've explained it. All right, it. so let me post the chart so they yeah, can speak to it. And, and it doesn't have any markings on the chart. I'm just going to point can we out show a that? candle. Can we show so, that, Spencer? Next yeah, chart. one sec. So look to the third candle from the right. So three months ago, and once that pops up, this is the perfect example of a doji. So a stock or something opens um, at a certain point, whatever it is. Let's call it 1600 in this case. You can see it. It's a thin right there. Yeah. So it opens right there. And then they say, I love it. I love it. And they buy it up and they say, wait, I hate it. And they sell it down. And so you wait, I have no idea. Let's just bring it back where it was and we'll decide tomorrow. That's exactly what a doji is. Complete indecision. They're willing to rally. They're willing to, to fall. They're Something changed their mind, so they go back and close it exactly where it was. So the idea is that the next tick, this is a one-month tick, the next tick is sh- they, they will do the work of both kind of an idea. So it usually brings a up move, exaggerated move up or down. But it marks a point in time to where, hey, I'm willing to go this way or that way. So it's a pivot. It's a little pivot. So the breakout is just b- below that. And... It has legs and it makes sense. So if somebody wants to protect some value, gold is a good way to do it. And you would you would use oh this is this is the gold futures, but you would also play it with the GLD. The GLD would look exactly the same. So yeah. uh, the GLD does a good job of mirroring that, and it's one way. Or you can actually buy gold. I mean, it's not that hard to buy gold. You can store it pretty easy. A lot easier than crude. Yeah. <laughs> I can store a few gold yeah. bars that they show up on my doorstep, but the kids are really going to get like ticked off pool. when I drain my swimming pool. Yeah, yeah. And your pool, your filters would, would not die. Uh, Jason, I think it was Jason Rasnick was saying, though, that it could be good for you swimming in oil. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I said I don't it know was, if it was, maybe it was me saying that. I, I, I said, swam in the Detroit. We do not give health so. advice. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to talk my kids into it. You know, oh, it's like an oil bath. It makes your skin all soft and like, you know, oily and just like putting hand lotion on. <laughs> yeah. All right. What about don't Bitcoin? put oil in your swimming pool. What about Bitcoin? I mean, if you're talking about hedges and. Yeah, know, I did sure. mention Bitcoin. I said it would be a good hedge against the cash uh, decimation that's going on. So Bitcoin, it's not a coincidence that it's rallying also. And Bitcoin technically is pretty interesting here. Uh, Do you own some? I do not. uh, Do you trade Bitcoin ever? I I tried. tried. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I haven't tried yet. I want to try. 
I should take it back. I, I did trade it via like uh, Riot or something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I've done it that way too, but not to go and open up a coin. I did account. open up. I have like three open. Oh, really? But, <laughs> no, you're one of those that have like a bunch of accounts. But none filled. I tried and it just wouldn't fill. So I was like, screw it. I'm out. So but, it's like at my price, but I'm not getting filled. What the hell? Yeah. Plus, <laughs> I, get, I, I get different quotes from different platforms. Yeah, way. it's tough. So I just shared, uh, if you look at it, there's like, a descending expanding range and so basically there is a neckline it's a big wide range but if you look at it uh, failures were at 10,431 or so let's call it 10,430 so if they can breach that they can have a burst towards 14,000 with a couple of other failure points along the way but uh, you can see but the having that everybody was expecting you know stop fiddling with the thing you know, the good thing about it is that people, you know, people say, oh, cash is manipulated by governments. And well, you're doing the same thing. Stop having it and slicing it and getting cash out of it, whatever. Just let it be Bitcoin. Well, these havings are known events. I mean, they, I know, they have... but what's the point? I don't uh, understand pro it, so. <laughs> Probably to, to keep to, to prolong process right? you know gold gold is valuable and gets more valuable because it's gold they don't say okay you know we're changing the game now gold is kind of gold but this is new gold uh, you know stop fiddling we're, gonna, we're gonna have it all yeah right so you can't <laughs> you can't this is not mine gold this is cultured gold and i don't know gold is gold because of it's just freaking gold there's <laughs> only so much of it you find it it's yours you don't find it it's gone or whatever so any anyway, it's, it's a viable alternative to the cash decimation that's going on. I'm not that guy that talks this stuff, but this is so flagrant that I cannot believe that these responsible people in responsible places are talking the way they're talking. I mean, the numbers they're throwing around are just mind boggling. This morning, Steve Leisman talking about the, the balance sheet at the Fed that is just ballooning. Somebody, this is our, our uh, I said it the other day, jokingly, but it's true. This is um, the, the older generation's revenge on the millennials. Here, <laughs> you get to deal with this mess a few oh, years ago. How, how do they get out of it? They're never getting out of it. You can never, they're never repaying all this I mean, money. If your brother starts burying himself with credit card debt and, and spending this kind of money, it's just lunacy, absolute lunacy. Uh, Nick, I want to get your thoughts on a couple of stocks before before we go here. Uh, someone asked about Twilio. You have mm -hmm. thoughts on Twilio? I am short, and um, I'm shorting against better judgment. I said, "Don't do what I do." I'm fighting. Right now, <laughs> I, I started it as a joke, and, and uh, well, as a very like a, a lottery, and then it turned into screw that. Nothing deserves to be up this much. <laughs> so you're fight. You're like this is not rational. I'm stopping this rocket ship right now. He only comes on the show already. Uh, only every two weeks, I'm already having a negative effect on him because um, <laughs> I've been having. A, I'm doing a tussle with this thing too. No, uh, are you sure wait. Twilio too? Yeah. Wait, wait, uh, yeah. wait, wait, yep. wait. Pull up yep. the second chart. I do have a reason why I'm short. It was oh. actually a technical reason. It's. It's set three or four lower highs, and it has a trigger looming just below. I just merely jumped the gun on it. Uh, I had good price action yesterday, um, and so we'll see what today brings. And uh, there is uh, the point of control for this period of time you're looking at here is above current price. So I think there will be resistance at 
and change 187.8. I'd love to see it there today. Yep. And the only reason I'm alive on this one is, you know, some of the tricks that, I, you know, Nick taught me. First, I went all the way out to May on this. So this is like a leap for me. So what I was able to do was last week, I was able to sell some of the, I'm like, okay, it's never going down there. So I sold some lower strikes. I let them expire. And then I, you know, I've sold them again. And I'm, so I'm keeping, I'm keeping it just to like to a small loss. And then I'm waiting for, you know, a trigger one day to go, uh, go heavy on it. But, um, I love. I would love to see it up at 187 today, and because uh, there was a some I would I would area. love to see it below my orange dotted line. That's what <laughs> I, <would like. laughs> I, I want to see my hell. short go down. Joel likes yeah. to see his shorts go what up. What the hell Joel, are you talking? About? Joel, if you short the stock, you want it to go down. Well, he's <laughs> short. Got, the, he's short I, the puts. He's I'm short sh- the puts. Long puts and short puts. It gets he's very short confused. the puts. Long shorts. Yeah, he's got the and, and, and also, it's like okay, like I buy options for years, right, and they go down, and then you know I get into the Nick game a little bit, and I sell options, and like go down, go down, <laughs> please go down, and I'm like, no, Joel. Joel so, so here's here's option. Wait, let's let's give your audience, your thousand audience on YouTube, a little tip. You know, if you read a book a books about options, which I haven't read, but I read <laughs> the blurbs, the first blurb is always most options expire worthless. So full stop, all I need to know, I just learned. So I will be selling options, never buying them. Therefore, I am going to be winner at 90% of the time. So basically, yes. What Joel, what Joel is doing is hedging his bet. He's betting one way, but shorter term, while he waits for his bet to come to fruition, he's betting the other way. He's hedging by selling shorter dated puts against his longer dated puts. It's only taken me five years to get that concept, but that's, but that's okay. All right, Nick Shaheen. Um, Square. What about yeah. Square? We get and then we'll let you hop, Nick. I know you got to get okay. ready for your. So open. Square was was whacked yesterday on a downgrade, correct? So I did a video on Square. If you want, if you don't mind, I can plop the link in there in sure. a little bit. Sure. So um, now it has a, a mini platform to deal with, which I don't know where it's at this morning, but around seventy four fifty or so, it has a consolidation zone and a bounce level just below that at seventy one ish. So Square would look something like this on a shorter dated, uh, well, let's see this, one hour chart. So every candle is one hour there. Um, there's another line to look at on that same chart around 68. So it depends on your time frame. They say uh, buy the dip, but you have to know your time frame before you buy the dip. The, the chart I just posted shows like it's a big dip, but it's come a long way. So make sure you know your time frame. If you're a fast trader, Okay, that's maybe a buy the dip situation where you can snipe in and out. But if you're a long-term trader, look at the second chart I posted and um, you'll see the perspective, it can dip a little more. Uh, The better place to buy it is uh, definitely in the low 70s, uh, maybe mid 60s. There's a good base from the volume profile above 65, 66, somewhere around 68. That was in contention a few times. So that would be a better place to buy the dip. I like the concept of credit cards because if everybody's doing everything electronic, so Visa, MasterCard are my two favorite ones. They're not cheap, but they do deliver. You know, FinTech is pretty cool. All right, Nick Shaheen is the author of Create Income with Option Spreads. Joins us every other week. Nick, thanks for the time as always. Thank you for the opportunity. I think he makes us laugh more than anybody else. <laughs> so that's, that's- uh, the, the clown. Oh, no, I'm Kramer. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Thanks a lot, Nick. <laughs> All right, uh, a lot of stocks from the chat. I want to get to uh, as many of them as we can. Uh, sure. Let's just start with uh, KSS. We'll do their earnings real fast. They reported this morning adjusted EPS. In, either it's not a comparable or it's a huge miss. They lost three, they lost three dollars and twenty cents per comparable. share last quarter. They were estimated to lose a buck seventy-five per share. Sales two point four, first two point one billion dollars. So how they beat on sales? Big earnings miss for Coles. I guess you're still Q1. Yeah. We know Q2 is going to be an epic disaster. Yep. Uh, anyways, it's priced in. I mean, we know their quarter is going to be horrible. And, it, you know, I thought earnings was the case. It wasn't good. That sales don't look that bad, to be honest with you. So that's actually, you know, surprising. But stock has kind of been all over the place here this morning in the pre-market. I mean, take a look. on a pullback. You're probably going to find buyers. People are hoping that this is actually turning around. We're going to get a vaccine. The lockdown's going to, you know, end, and we're all going to go back to life as normal, and we're all going to go to Kohl's and try on our clothes. Although we didn't do that before COVID, so I can I like to buy stocks that were doing well before COVID, but that's just me. You can also return your Amazon packages there. That, that's that's their that that's their business model here now. We're let you return your Amazon package at Kohl's. This is how much trouble this company is in. So dividend is now zero, I believe. Is the dividend? I believe they I killed they it. Didn't the, they? Yeah, yep, yep. I uh, had you, this for a while. I like Kohl's. I, I but not not brick and mortar. I haven't owned it for a long time because Amazon just eating their lunch. Amazon eating all the lunches of everyone here right now. And I think even when we come out of this, I don't think Kohl's is going to be this company. We could have come back to 25, 30 bucks if we come out of this. Yeah, it could. I, and we're going to come out of this eventually. But if we don't come out of it fast enough, you know, there could be some problems here for a stock like Kohl's. You did spike to 1979. Uh, and then you just have been leaking, 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 leaking off that level. You're now in the red by 22 cents. So let's just use the close from yesterday. If you get, if you get above the close, 1882, maybe you take a shot at 1933. Um, if you're looking at the dailies here, you take out 1830 and look out Loretta. You don't have a next daily low until 1610. Who is Loretta? It's from the Beatles song. No, we don't know who Loretta really is then. And Joel's all Joel's all over with, with the cla- with the classic rock uh, with the old music references today. I guess. That's uh, good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, um, let's go to uh, someone in the chat asking about Aurora Cannabis here. Uh, this one is just continuing to move. Continuing to squeeze everyone. Yeah. Again, shorting stocks when they're under a buck, and I know they'll say, "Oh, it wasn't under a buck; it's 15. Now, a reverse split, and the stock was still, you know, well under a buck. When you're shorting stocks, you know, saying it's going to go bankrupt, and you're sticking around, you get some vicious short squeezes yep. sometimes, and those can go on for a while. Like I said, I compared it to Chesapeake yesterday, and Chesapeake went after the reverse split from $12 up to $41 in four days. These things are scary. I don't like to be short stocks that are, you know, lottery tickets for some people because sometimes they just rip higher. Does it end ugly? I believe it does. Am I putting ACB in my long-term portfolio? Hell no. Do I want to short this stock? No. This is just a wild card. Eventually, it'll come back down. But, you know, could it squeeze up to 25 30 bucks before that? Absolutely. It could do anything. So this is just flip a coin. It could go anywhere at this point in time. Uh, that was my... I would not put this in my long-term portfolio. I believe this stock eventually goes bankrupt because that's what Gordon Johnson said, and I think that could happen. Did you read my article from yesterday or something on uh, the pre-market prep stock of the day? Was it ACB? Yeah. What do we? Yep. What do you say in the article? 
Uh, I said it was, you know, they did the reverse split, right? Mm-hmm. A week ago, Monday, and it got hit a little bit, you know, so people are like, okay, yeah, we're just, there's a reset to zero. And then they came out, they had a 35% increase, increase in sequential sales because they were marking down a bunch of their stuff. So boom, you know, news, you know, lighter float. Squeeze, cult stock, cult buyers. Everyone yeah. on Robinhood is getting yeah. on their apps and buying that stock, and it made a nice run. And I just said, I looked, uh, I really went wide on the, my final conclusion. You will like it. I said, uh, I said, pick a spot between you know where it was trading eighteen bucks and the old time high of one fifty thirty, and uh, you know pick an exit in between those two levels and hope for the best because. Who knows? Who knows how you know how high this real hard to trade. The thing is, yeah, and I also said that in the article. But one thing, if you want to try and you know pick a top, and I probably won't look at this stock for like another few days, uh, unless someone asks about it. Wait for the volume to dry up a little bit. Twelve million. uh, It got the goose on fourteen and the fourteenth. That was the day before the earnings, and it traded one hundred and two million on Friday. And then it traded 98 million yesterday. So what's going to happen is eventually it's going to run out of Robinhood buyers, right? And the sellers are going to come in and start selling or reloading the shorts. So as long as it has heavy volume, then the bots are still buying it. You know, they're jamming it. Keep an eye on like the daily highs yesterday. It got up to 1968. Uh, So keep an eye on that as a level. High close of the move, 1710. So, you know, just this is one where you want to sell it on the way up. And that's a very, very. Oh, yeah. If you're in this, like I said, it can go anywhere. But this isn't one that's like, oh, this is a turnaround story. And I think the stock's going back to 100 bucks or $200. I mean, could it squeeze them for a while yet? Yeah. I think when we look at this six months from now, I think it's making new lows. All right. Real quick. What about Target here? They're due to report earnings after or before the open tomorrow. Well, we're up and higher on Walmart. So <laughs> I sold my target because I thought it had just gone too far. I bought it on the last earnings report or the last update. It wasn't even an earnings report. It was the update. You can see the day, April 23rd, when it dipped down to $100.50. And I actually got the low there because I bought it in the pre-market and just coincided with the low in the regular session. But I bought it, I believe, at $100.50. It ran for a month straight. I sold at 121 I think, the other day. Obviously a mistake. It pulled back for a couple of days and the whole market's ripped higher and it's 127 here now. So I guess the moral of the story is don't sell. But, um, you know, it's run a long ways. High expectations into the report. It's coming up to the all-time highs of 130. You're going to have major resistance up there where you have those triple tops, 130.24, 129.54. I mean, if you're coming in and buying it now, could you have a run-up for tomorrow? Could it go up there and tease the 130? If you're a day trader, maybe there's room to 130. But if you're coming in and buying it now for your long-term portfolio, I believe you're doing it backwards. The buying opportunity was when it was dipping back in late April. All right. Uh, I'm sorry we didn't get some more questions uh, from our what chat. What about Shopify? We didn't do Shopify. Okay. And well, what is it going to say I, about Shopify? I saw multiple people talking Shopify. We got our first red candle in a while yesterday. Why was that? Well, we know why it had the red candle because they were hitting everything and on a COVID that was, you know, a lockdown player selling online. So they were hitting those stocks yesterday, except for Amazon. 
They were hitting all those stocks. They even hit Amazon a little bit, but then it came back. Shopify has been on an incredible run, cooled off a little bit yesterday. It's a little bit of a spooky candle if you were long it. You know, maybe a lighten up on a rally here this morning. It's up a little bit here. Could it continue down? I think so, but there's definitely underneath demand from people like me who sold the stock too soon and want their stock back. Valuations, nuts, doesn't matter. It's a storied stock. I think it's eventually going to a thousand bucks. That's just my opinion. I know Kramer was talking. He said Chipotle was going to go to a thousand dollars. Congratulations, it did. It doesn't matter if we're in lockdown. There's five people eating the restaurant. It's just a storied stock, and people want to own it. Shopify is the same story. It doesn't matter that it's got two billion dollars in sales. It's got an eighty billion dollar market cap. It's a storied stock, and everybody wants to own it. Every Canadian money manager that's looking for a Canadian tech stock picks on Shopify because there's not a lot of good Canadian tech stocks. So that is going to drive the stock price higher over the long run. I do believe Shopify is a thousand bucks. I will be a pull buyer of pullbacks. I'm hoping for a bigger one. I don't know if I'm going to get it. Uh, I got tan on this one once uh, trying to short it. So I haven't, uh, haven't reloaded the gun yet or haven't looked at a chart at it. It's up six bucks today. I mean, I'll, sell, I'll tell you right now, 733. That's a huge level. Can't look at it, think about it, uh, even consider it on the short side till it breaches 733. Uh, the reason I say that, 733, yesterday's low. Thursday's low, 733. So there's a pair of lows there. Who knows? It go to 715 and bounce to 750. Uh, but that's my key level here on Shopify. Also, uh, issues that we did not get to cover here on the show. I'm going to hop over to Hop Mike and... Uh, Join me over there in the chat. How do we I join can... you again over there? What are we yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm doing it every day. Uh, Get in there the... and ask me some questions, Dennis, yeah, and I won't yeah. make fun. Okay? Uh, wait, what's the code, though? Joel... So download the app, yeah. and then yep. you type in this code. What's, what's the code? The... I put it in the chat. Uh, Joel317. Yeah, a lot of people J. aren't in the chat, though, so they want to hear right. to the listeners out there. Joel317. Capital J, capital O, capital I don't think the capitals e. matter, because I just typed in J-O-E-L-317. Yeah. No, it, do, it, it doesn't. All right. Uh, thanks to everyone who joined us today, uh, either on YouTube or on our site, premarket.benzinga.com. Thanks to everyone in our chats on YouTube, on our site, or on Benzinga Pro. Thanks to our guest, Nick Shaheen. Please remember, all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or training advice. Joel and I will be back with you at 3.40. In the meantime, everyone have a great rest of your day and stay safe out there. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.